Welcome kings and queens from all over the world to another episode of the Wake Up Call podcast with me, Leo Crystal Queen. Today I have a very, very special guest with me coming all the way from Kent, UK for all of you, Tracy Fans. She is a psychic coach and she also lost too many people too soon as well as having lots of people around her with health issues that rob them from their quality of life. And that's why she is here today to share her story and her healing techniques to help all of you to have better quality of life. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today. Hi there. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, Could you please say to the audience, how did your journey start it? Okay, well, it's been quite a lengthy one, starting when I was a child. Mm -hmm. And as an adult, I became a Reiki master and teacher. And that really got me looking at the real reasons that people have health issues. And it led me to understand the connection between the mind and the body. Mm -hmm. And it made me realize that I was losing friends and family, people I cared about, to illnesses that you know I really didn't need to lose them to I didn't need them to be having health issues and so it just really um was a a, such a a, like a, a an epiphany of going oh my god I can really make a difference and stop people having to have this experience wow wow yeah it's incredible that uh you have actually observed that and have made the decision that you can do something about it. Could you please share? Because I know you have already, uh, you're doing uh, uh, NLP, coaching skills, Reiki, meditation. Tell us more about all your healing tools. Okay. okay. So I use my coaching skills and mm-hmm. I use the NLP, which is just neuro-linguistic programming, which is why we mm-hmm. call it NLP. Um, and really all it is, is if you imagine that the software on your smartphone yeah. is in charge of the behavior of the phone. So if you've got a glitch in the software, the phone won't work properly. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same with us. So our brain is our software or the operating system and our body is the hardware or the phone. And when there's a glitch in that um, software, our body will malfunction. And that is the illness or the health condition. Wow. So how do you, for example, let's say that someone comes to you and have um, issues with the nerve system. What would you do? Okay. So it depends what specifically that is. So let's say, for instance, it might be Parkinson's or it might be um, familial tremors. And so I will look up what the root beliefs are. Mm-hmm. And I will use that to hone in on the person's life history and find out where that has arisen. And it might have come from their childhood, their teachers, a boss. It may have come from a dysfunctional relationship. Or it might just be that they have self-worth issues and the way that they see the world is all about, I'm not good enough, I'm not loved, I'm not worthy, and so on. And then the body will react to that emotional message that's sitting in the subconscious. I can not agree with you more. This is 
I actually went through something very similar myself. Mm-hmm. The reason why I asked about it, because my recent uh, experience was with my nerve system was going through something. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized that the cause of the issue of um, man- manifestation actually in the physical um, was because uh, I had a lot of, um, uh, not uh, to say trauma, but yeah, it was, um, it's like my, my body was in conflict. I was working something that I wasn't enjoying. Uh-huh. At the same time, I had still trauma and um, uh, issues of releasing um, a lover or like my ex. And I realized that a lot of these emotions and turmoils uh, were actually still there in the body and needed to be balanced and as well as um, i think that the most um, uh, the biggest connection i found between the nerve system and um uh, the body actually manifesting into something was the mind uh, if you have something in the mind that is um, unresolved or you know, you're constantly torturing yourself about, so you're going back and forth, back and forth, it will eventually manifest somewhere. So, mm-hmm. you know, it can be any, it actually can be any part of the body. Uh, and that's why I ask, for example, if someone comes with a nerve, um, because as we know, the, the nerve system is like the, kind of like the software where it gives all the signals to every part of the body. Yeah. And it does seem as though each health condition mm-hmm. has its own belief system. So, for instance, if I'm working with people who've got immune system issues like chronic fatigue syndrome, mm-hmm. MS, um, lupus, fibromyalgia, that kind of stuff, there'll mm-hmm. be a lot of things going on with them about boundaries. There'll be a lot going on with them about self-worth. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot with women in particular where yeah. they a, seem to think that they've got to do one better than the men. They've got to be superwoman. You know, if a man can be a great manager, they've got to be better. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a conscious thing, but it's also, and I'm going to generalize here, so I appreciate this is not everybody's reality. A yeah. Lot of women, they've got aging parents and probably aging in laws. They've got children or grandchildren. They've mm-hmm. they've generally got a job that they do, whether that's full time or part time, and then they come home and they've got to be chef, housekeeper, laundry department, department yeah. um, and sometimes the gardening department as well. Um, and so they've actually got five jobs that they've got to do. Whereas a lot of the time the guy comes in from work and goes, oh, I've had a really long, stressful day. And then they sit down and watch TV. Yeah, exactly. Why have I wish you've had that experience? So I know that is uh, quite true. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, women nowadays, uh, you know, with the whole movement of empowering women, of course, there's nothing wrong with it. But I think sometimes we go overboard of ourselves and with our energy limits. At least what I have learned from human design is that every person has different energy energy capabilities. For example, I'm a projector and for me, my energy uh, needs to be recharged during the day. So if I'm this superwoman that you just spoke about, you know, having like a full-time job, 
and then coming home and needing to do the laundry, the cooking and everything and go overboard on myself, eventually um, the circuit uh, will be tired and the nerve system will show itself, you know, and eventually my energy will just be at a level of zero. Uh, so we need to be very mindful uh, of our body and understanding more because the body is actually very smart and intelligent and it's constantly communicating and giving us feedback to what we are doing right or wrong. We just don't listen most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. And, and the other thing with that is that you, let's say you've got a brother and a sister and I know I'm giving the men a hard time and there are a lot of really great guys out there who really do pull their weight around the house. So I am generalizing it. Um, for instance, let's say you've got aging parents Nine times out of ten, the boys will leave it to the girls to do it. It's like they don't want to do the personal care for their parents. They don't mind coming and mending the fence, but they don't really want to get involved in the touchy-feely stuff. And then, yeah. so the, the woman who's been left with all that doesn't feel that she can always speak out and say, look, do you know what? I've got too much on my plate. Somebody needs to help out. And that might because they don't want to let people down or they don't feel good enough in the first place and they don't want to admit what they see as a failure. And so for people that have issues around they may even have that thyroid dysfunction to go with it because that's the throat chakra and they're not speaking out, they're not speaking their mind, they're keeping the peace and they're people-pleasing and that will all cause health issues as well, even though they think they're doing the right thing. If it's the right thing consciously, but actually doesn't align with who they are as a person, then it's just going to cause conflict, like you said earlier on. Yeah, exactly. Every conflict needs to be uh, resolved. And if it's not resolved by the mind, it does manifest in the body. And I am, I am a living proof of that. I have gone through so much in from kidney stones to nerve um you know nerve system you know upgrades as i would say it upgrades because we're talking about phone and software so you know this can this can be very much related um <laughs> i realized that all these conflicts um that you think but this is again this is again of getting to know yourself better because for example all my childhood i was dealing with a lot of projections of my parents and I, I and I didn't realize this until my university years that I was projected constantly. Oh, you should be a doctor. You should be a lawyer. You should be this. You should be that. And all of a sudden, I I ended up in a world that I was like, oh, is that really me? Like, or is that something else? You know, like is people wanting this from me? But who am I actually? Yeah. So when I when I surprise everyone that uh, with the news, okay, I'm not gonna be a doctor. I'm gonna follow my dream and you know do alternative healing and study linguistics everyone was actually in shock yeah. uh, they, not, they couldn't believe it but what i realized was then i was taking back my power of this projection and i was putting myself into ease instead of living with this conflict stage of okay i'm just gonna do this to please people everyone's happy i'm doing this and a lot of people go by their lives without realizing this until very late stage let's say you're in your 30s or 40s and 
and it's it's it gets so deep rooted within the body that of course NLP and so many different techniques become very useful tools to actually needing to release all this because we feel like oh we've put in this toolbox everyone's giving you something and you just keep putting it putting it in but does it really belong there we don't know and people need to start being more aware of who they really are that's right. And it's interesting that you said you didn't know who you were, because one of the first things that I will look at with people is their sense of identity. Mm. And we see this with smokers who've given up smoking and they still refer to themselves as I am a smoker. And mm. so on an identity level, if they identify with being a smoker or having diabetes or having, you know, fibromyalgia, then that that root level identity has to be changed and you know if you've got a client that doesn't even have any sense of who they are that can be just as bad as having the wrong sense of identity and then I will look at their values and we will look to start changing those things because you know if you've identified your whole adult life as a particular job role, like a nurse or a doctor, a sportsman, whatever, and then you have to change careers for whatever reason, that can be really hard because you're like, well, hang on a minute, I've been a doctor for 30 years and now I'm not a doctor, who the heck am I? Mm -hmm. that can really mess with somebody and you know the the empty nest syndrome that we talk about when the kids leave home if someone's hugely maternal and as hugely identified as being a mother and they're still a mother when the children leave home but they're not needed to the same extent Mm -hmm. and suddenly they're like I don't know who I am then because I've been a full-time mum and caregiver for the last 20 years now I don't know who I am and so that can then cause issues like breast cancer because that is um, the breasts are about mothering and yeah, they relate to our childhood or our nest that we have built with our partner and our children. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's quite a, a lot of stuff to unearth with someone to find out who they are and to help them identify as who they truly are and then pursue that. And then also in that mix, you get a lot of people who, I don't know, they might become a teacher because mum and dad were teachers and they want their approval. And they probably already have the approval, but because mum and dad haven't necessarily sat there and gone, I'm really proud of you because they will spend their whole life trying to do what they think will win approval from mum and dad, but it isn't necessarily making them happy. So that conflict will cause health issues. Uh, I completely agree with you, but I also want to add here with not only to look at the surface level of the identity when it comes to, well, for example, I'll give myself as an example. For the past five years, I've changed seven jobs, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, also when I was in uni you know I've studied this I've studied that and the reason why I actually created the wake up go show is actually for that specific reason to not listen to um, who your parents tell you you are or your friends and family or even the society tells you who you are because none of this is actually true it's all an illusion so (laughs) in order to actually understand who you really are you need to dive deep into the heart chakra because all the answers are there. And I received my 
kind of part part of my awakening during an ayahuasca journey when I, I connected to my heart and I received, you know, some of the most profound messages. I'm not saying that ayahuasca is the only way because there's many ways and there's different ways that work for people. Some people do it even through the meditation, they go into the heart. What I'm saying here is that not even not even these identities when we say okay i'm I'm a doctor or i'm a teacher or i'm even uh, you know makeup artist or a celebrity or whatever all these are actually external parts of ourselves that are an illusion but what we know that we are from within is a weird true source source yeah, energy yeah. that manifests and we all here with different purposes different uh, you know destinies obviously to fulfill the bigger plan and and once you peel all those layers of the society, what they tell you, and deprogram, because it's very important that we deprogram, it's the most important time right now to deprogram all these layers from childhood and trauma to come back to our true self. Uh, and I have found out the most important thing is to connect to the heart. What do you think, Tracy? Absolutely. Um, I give a lot of my clients um, a, a small set of exercises to help mm -hmm. re-regulate them because our lives are incredibly stressful. And even just opening our emails, scientists have shown that our heart rate goes up, our breathing becomes shallow, which is all fight, flight and freeze. Yeah. And so I give them um, the Mel Robbins high five exercise to do because your body is wired only high five good things you don't go oh that was a terrible goal high five that was a terrible presentation high five um so that really lifts the body but i also get them to put their hand over the heart chakra every morning because that stimulates the vagus nerve which also calms down the fight flight and freeze and that helps to re-regulate us so if you've got a stressful phone call or you've just had a stressful phone call if there's something that you're worrying about just literally take a couple of seconds and put your hand to your heart and just allow that um that vagus nerve to calm down your body and it will mean that you won't over respond to someone's criticism or to something yeah somebody does that you don't like because you won't already be amped up and that's normally when people over respond or respond in a way that they um don't like later on and give themselves a hard time over i i can completely agree with that coming from you know healing my nerve system for the past five months uh, which has now completely healed um i I was doing a lot of exercises actually to calm down the uh, vagus nerve. I realized actually that uh, one of the most important lessons I learned in life is the way that you... Um, so for example, I just want to give an example for everyone that's listening. One of my biggest... Um, one of my biggest presents from spirit was to realize that the way that we actually act towards um, receiving... Uh, let's say, oh, you have this issue, you know, from the doctor. The doctor says to you, you have this, and we need to do MRI, we need to do this and that. And so you're receiving so much letters. I had so much letters in the post about my health that, you know, at one point I was like, okay, I need to understand uh, the way the things are manifesting and why they're manifesting. So I'll give an example from my personal life, the, the latest thing I went through and what I learned. So, for example, when I understood um, 
the things needed to to be healed from the nerve system. I had four pinched nerves. Um, I had shooting pains all over the body. My my arm was completely numb. So I was going through a lot of realizing that my body was literally rejecting me going to work. I, I it's like it didn't want to perform any tasks or whatsoever. Uh, I realized that that was not in alignment with my higher self. So I had to let go of the the job, the stress and everything that I was experiencing to come to complete alignment. But I also realized that one of the biggest lessons is how do we react towards something? For example, um, you're diagnosed with something and the way that you respond, that initial response to um, whatever the doctor says, it's where you are either going to trigger the fight or flight mode, which I did. And then I realized that this is the lesson I needed to learn to a point where I activated something called um, burning syndrome that is actually created in the mental space. It has nothing to do with any physical issue whatsoever. So when I was going through the nerve system issues, my whole body was also burning as well. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing nothing wrong with the body everything was completely fine it was the way that i was reacting i was so panicking that my brain was sending so much cortisol levels so probably high up the fight and flight mode was constantly on for days because i was so stressed of understanding and wanting to know immediately what's going on with the nerve system and that response is very important so for everyone that's listening if you ever face and i'm just giving it from my own personal example here uh living and sharing so once we are faced up with this reality the moment that you respond in a very calm and peaceful way and just be just be centered what i mean by center and this is where meditation comes a very handy is to realize who you are And just say to yourself, I'm not the body, I'm not the mind, I'm not the emotions, I'm the soul having a human experience, and this all shall pass. You know, the good things pass, the bad things also pass. And the moment that all this comes to realization, you realize that it's all going to pass. And uh, I was doing a lot of exercise that you just mentioned with the vagus nerve and calming down the nerve system. Uh, which I find that was so, so helpful. And uh, if you have any other tips to give to the listeners, please do, Tracy. Okay. Okay. Well, definitely everybody should be meditating. You know, I can see the eyes rolling from here because people just think, oh, God, you know, meditating. I'm sick of hearing that word. But it's so easy and it is so good for you. But of course, it's much easier to just take a tablet and have a headache go. It's much easier to take a tablet and lose weight. People don't always want to put the the work in. But actually, I'm very much into preventative rather than cure. And so I much prefer to train people how to protect themselves from becoming unwell in the first place. And certainly by making sure that you are offsetting all the things that cause that fight, flight and freeze, whether that's drive to work, your alarm clock going off first thing being cut up on the road by a driver you know it's all about offsetting that and even if we just do dogs breathing 
And box breathing you can do with your eyes open. You can do it in the queue at the supermarket when you're buying your lunch or, you know, go to the ladies and powder your nose and do some box breathing. And yeah. you literally are just breathing in through the nose for the count of three, holding it for the count of three, breathe out through the mouth for the count of three, then hold it for three and then repeat. And if you do that about 10 times, if you're stressed out because your boss has just screamed at you or you've had a problem that stressed you out or, I don't know, you nearly fell down the stairs and you're like, oh, my God, you know, just by doing that box breathing. And I always say to people, tie it to something else that you do, like eating a meal or having a cup of tea or if you take tablets throughout the day, tie it to that because you'll remember to do it. Mm -hmm. If you do that multiple times throughout the day, that will offset that, um, that being amped up feeling that feeling of you know you're living on your nerves and the problem is is that most people will say that they're not stressed and they're the people that should be the most worried because if you're not recognizing your stress you've gotten too used to it and in all likelihood you are more likely to get ill because 93 percent of health conditions are triggered by stress and you can actually track it back so if the only thing that people do is that box breathing through the day they will do themselves a huge favor they may not actually ever see the results because unless they were already ill they can't see that they've prevented themselves from getting ill but it will mean that they respond to things in a calm way so rather than snapping at the children or their partner or their colleague they will just be in a completely different energetic state and have a very different um, reality and they'll just be much, much happier and healthier. Yes, uh, completely agree. Everything is energy and just being in coherence is uh, very, very important. And most of the time we don't realize it, that actually everything that we do on a daily basis can bring us out of coherence. It can be even sitting too much in front of the computer. Yeah. Electromagnetic, uh, electromagnetic fields, waves are very disturbing. It can be too much alcohol. You know, it can be too much. You know, everything that's too much can can lead to being, um, you know, in disbalance. Well, even the TV can do it because most people think that they're relaxing in front of the TV. But if you're watching the news or you're watching an action movie or a shoot 'em up movie or a horror, you might be watching it feeling chilled, but it's actually activating the, um, the emotions within you because the brain cannot tell the truth between something that's real or something that is imagined. So if you're watching people being mown down by somebody with a machine gun, and that's, you know, that's pretty frightening, your body is reacting to that, even if you don't yeah. realize it. So you're not watching TV and being chilled out. And mm -hmm. if your kids like computer games and they're doing all these shoot 'em up and action ones and they're all bloody battles and stuff. And then, you know, the, the brain doesn't understand that this is not real. So it reacts. And this is why so many kids have got things like ADD because their system is disturbed on a daily basis and they're not doing enough to get back into that then state, that not stressed fight, flight and fright. 
uh, uh, flight. I can't even say it. The, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, so our lives are just incredibly stressful, and we don't realise how much we're being triggered day in day out until we have the heart attack, the stroke get you know chronic fatigue syndrome or whatever else it is that we're getting but you know the numbers of fibromyalgia are rocketing mm. it's predominantly women the same with thyroid dysfunction it's more like 80 percent of women that have that it's much much rarer in the men um and so you know it's it's a real issue that you can see health problems rocketing and it can't be genetic because it's it's gone through the roof far too quickly and our genes do not adapt that quickly so you know fibromyalgia is not genetic your parents may have had it but it's not genetic yeah it's more environmental and stress related to be fair all of the recent things that i have experienced in the past six years which are now healed um, and I'm very grateful. Uh, uh, most of the, you know, overall review from doctors I have received that they were triggered by stress. And I have to say every each one of them has said the same thing, even though there were different things going on with me. Uh, so I had to really pull back, step back and understand um, what, why is the body holding so much stress? What is actually stressing me? And even some things that were probably stressing me, I wasn't even consciously realizing that they were stressing me, just like what you said with the TV. Um, um, yeah, obviously with me it was different, different areas. But it's very important for all of us to double check with ourselves on a daily basis of how we've gone through the stress levels for the day also to cut cords before you go to bed very important to cut cords of any events anything that happened to you during the day not go to sleep like that because uh, all these emotions and cords and energies will be stored and uh, you eventually get more and more and the body needs to cleanse some way uh, which will lead to some manifestation so it's very important uh, because because the energies are raising on earth and people are becoming more empathic, we are actually absorbing more from the environment that we've previously been able to absorb. So it's it's very important that we cleanse probably double as much as we have done 10 years ago, for example. Yeah. yeah. You know, there are other factors that come in. It is predominantly mm -hmm. mindset. Um, yeah. And there's uh, something called epigenetics. And yes. We all have the genetic code for cancer. We all have the genetic code for, um, you know, that, for instance. But it's our environment and our food and our mindset that can trigger that. And, you know, you can be the healthiest person on this planet, but if you live in a toxic environment like a city or if you live, I don't know, just take a, a property that's got loads of asbestos you know you're probably still going to get ill but the, the the conflict that's caused in us on an emotional level by really quite small things sometimes so you know for instance you could take two mothers at the school gate and one mother the kid comes running out and goes mummy mummy i got a d in maths and they're like darling that's brilliant you did really well because they know they're not good at maths and they walk away and go to McDonald's to get something to eat to celebrate. Great, that's a deal. 
the other kid says mummy mummy i got a b and mum might be busy on the phone because she's had a call from her boss or she might be you know trying to sort out another sibling or she might just simply go oh that's really good darling i'm sure you'll get an a next time though thinking she's being encouraging yeah but the child just hears oh a b's not good enough my mum's not taking me to mcdonald's but this is exactly where I came back to what I said uh, to the reaction. It's all about how we react on to things. And yeah. it's very important to stay neutral because the way when you react towards a, a situation in a certain way, you're already, um, you know, energetically charging it with either uh, each one of the polarity, either positive or negative. But when you stay neutral, um, you know, you are allowing yourself to just absorb it not judge the situation if it's good or bad but also understand okay i can improve to to do it better or just very calmly and balanced accepting the situation and this was uh, also the lesson i was learning so it's not only about school and grades it can be uh, on a daily basis of whatever we receive uh, the environment is constantly feeding us with information and situation it's very important what you just said, uh, how we react. And it is connected to the mindset. Yes, how do we react to, to, to a situation? For example, um, you know, for me, going to a concert to someone is an amazing event. For someone else, will be over stimulation and stressful. So again, you know, there's nothing wrong with the concert, but it's about how we react towards it. Absolutely. So, so epigenetics, you know, it's very important. I have studied a little bit of Bruce Lipton mm. uh, speaking about epigenetics. And uh, I definitely believe environment has, if not mostly 80% of the influence. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the problem we have is that whatever we take on when we're small children, mm. that will drive our behavior for the rest of our lives. And so everybody should go and see um, a, a coach or a therapist or someone that does NLP like me and rewire those things that are limiting you, those limiting beliefs that, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not loved or whatever they are, because you'd get a completely different experience in your life now by being able to regularly check in and clear any beliefs that don't serve you. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And it's as I said, it's very important to um, decode uh, these old programs from childhood into something more more valuable for you. Uh, just because you were given, uh, you know, uh, you know, let's say Apple Five, doesn't mean that you can buy the new Apple. You know, if we're talking and connecting again to phones. So wh whatever your parents gave you you know, during your childhood is what they thought was the best. In most cases, it's not the best because uh, it probably has led you to a lot of your detriment. But, uh, you know, they did what they thought it was good for you. So during our adulthood, as you said, we're driven by all these beliefs, driven by all these uh, um, systems of software because it is actually a software because we are actually a quantum computer ourselves we, we run on crystalline basis within the body there is crystals so you know the cells have memory but we also have crystals and all the computers also have crystals which remember the actually stored information so it's the same with the body the body 
is the crystal that remembers everything and it stores it in the body, in the cellular memory. So uh, what you said of rewiring this through the NLP is it's absolutely magic. And um, very important is to do it even younger age uh, as well, because, for example, that will help you more with your relationships, with your family. Uh, it's never it's never late, of course, to do the change, but the sooner the better. I would encourage even young people listening right now to this conversation. If they don't feel they're living to their fullest potential or they did have a lot of trauma during childhood, to connect uh, to Tracy and just, uh, I'm pretty sure, Tracy will be very happy to answer any of your questions. And I will put her uh, link to her website and social media in the description of this uh, podcast so you can reach her there as well. Brilliant. Brilliant. Wow, this has been amazing speaking to you, Tracy. Is there anything else you wanted to mention to the audience? Yeah, um, there's something called big trauma and little trauma. And mm -hmm. so when we say the word trauma, a lot of people automatically think, you know, car accidents, abuse, that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. But little trauma can be just that interpretation that when somebody says something to you, whether it's a parent, a teacher, whatever, that you take on a wound or a hurt from it. And it might be that you, um, you give your teacher your spelling test and she hands it back covered in red pen marks. And so that is taken as a criticism by the subconscious mind. It's like my spelling's not good enough. And mm -hmm. that can then shape the behavior going forward. And so although that's not a big trauma, it's still a trauma. And so those little traumas can actually do just as much damage long-term as the big traumas. So don't just associate trauma with abuse and accidents and, you know, big stuff like that. I can completely agree with you. And I had this actually for in my class. I noticed the people that didn't do well in school, for example, they... Uh, for example, they had three or four as a mark, uh, you know, they, they weren't doing A's or B's at school. They um, probably felt that they were not good enough to continue to have higher education. So they actually married right away after high school and created a yeah. family because they settled for, for, for the family because they didn't believe in themselves enough that they can go to a higher school and achieve something bigger than what they felt that they achieved during high school. Yeah, and also that's where the family beliefs can come in because if you've got, say, you know, five generations that have never gone on to university, you might have a parent or grandparent saying, oh, we've never had anybody in our family go to university. Um, that's for rich people or, oh, nobody in our family's ever gone. We're proper working class and proud of it. And so that child will take on that belief and go, oh, yeah, no one in our family goes to university. So they don't even think about going to university. So those beliefs that come down the generations can really have an impact as well. Oh, I completely agree. Yes, everything has an impact in our subconscious and uh, we we have to understand also that all the lessons that we came here to learn uh, are also something that we agreed to. Yeah. But also we can also change any contracts or anything that we do not feel that it's we want to experience anymore. Uh by rewiring um, you know, the nerve system, the software within ourselves to actually have better experiences. For example, 
if you have already learned a lesson, but you're still seeing that the the pattern keeps repeating, even though you have learned the lesson and you feel that, you know, this should have stopped, you can always rewire or do, you know, meditation, do different techniques to find out, you know, how to get out of this situation and rewire the brain to think in a different pathway so you can achieve a different potential. Absolutely, yeah, because that belief system can still be driving your behavior, even though mm. you might be going, I don't want to be doing that anymore. I don't want to keep having partners that keep having affairs on me, or I don't really want to keep having people around me that don't respect my boundaries. But if you're not changing your beliefs and your behavior, then you're going to keep having the same experience. And that's where people like me come in, because sometimes you need someone to help you make that change so that you don't keep repeating those Exactly, yes. Um, and we are here to help each other. You know, we came here to work as a collective. We are cleansing a lot of uh, collective contracts, a lot of collective trauma at the moment. So we 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 all uh, came here together to help others, uh, not only to work on ourselves. So you're doing a phenomenal job, Tracy, and I'm very very honored that you uh, join us for this podcast. Um, do you want to say anything else before we? Um, close this uh, episode no i just want to say you know thanks for having me on the show and i hope it's been useful to your followers and you know if anyone wants to to know more they can uh, join me i've got a free group on facebook called um heal your mind change your health um mm -hmm. if they want to just do work on themselves there's lots of tools and tips in there that can help them um and if they want to work with me or speak with me then get in contact and i'll be happy to to meet with them sounds amazing could you please share the website as well what is the website called uh, my website is tracyfans.com. Tracyfans.com. Perfect. I will put all this in the description for everyone to, to have a look as well. Uh, Tracy, thank you so much once again for joining us. And thank you for all of you listening. Hope you have uh, gathered some very good pointers and, uh, of course, implement them in your life. And for more information, please feel free to reach up to Tracy. She will answer all your questions you may have. Thank you again. And I'll see you in the next episode.